Welcome to another edition of Park Talk Podcast, the official podcast of the Naperville Park District. Hi everyone, I'm your host Sue Omenson and today I am happy to welcome to the studio two of our, our staff members who work on our floral beds in the Park District, Tiffany Pico with uh, the Riverwalk and North Parks and Beth Myers with our Central Parks. So glad you can be here today. Thank it's you. good to be here. So you both get to work with flowers as part of your job at the Naperville Park District. What are some of the areas that you are responsible for? And where can you use some creativity in deciding what to plant there? Um, so I take care of the Riverwalk, as well as the Park District Administration Building and Centennial Beach. I get to design all of the flower beds, as well as the pots, um, the bridge planters, um, all of that that goes along those areas. I really get to use creativity a lot in designing what goes in there. I don't have too many limits of what I can do, so I get to pick. That's um, fun. It, it is fun. <laughs> I, I love doing that every year. The flowers are my favorite part of my job. So I love going through and deciding what goes where and what goes well with what, and um, it's really a process. And Beth, how about you? Where do you get to plant flowers as part of your job? Um, mainly what I do is for our perennial beds. So I do a lot of um, around ponds um, and our big open areas in the prairies, even some woodland areas. Um, so that's a little different than the annual beds. Um, annuals, you kind of have a blank sheet every year. Um, you yes, get to, you start over. Yeah, you get yes. to start over. So the, the perennials, you kind of just keep adding, but it's kind of fun. You get to keep it changing as well. So with perennials, um, sometimes you have to wait, right, to see them? You do. It is a big waiting game. Um, some species will come up, you know, that year. And other ones, they're working on their root growth. So you've got to wait two, three years before you could actually see what comes up. And then you also, do you also plant some uh, annuals to fill in before the perennials we grow? do. It was actually something um, that we started this year was a different kind of cover crop. Usually we would just use um, wheat or oats, something just to hold the soil mm -hmm. until the perennials kind of get their roots in. Um, but this year at the garden plots, I use an annual mix to go over mm -hmm. it. So you get some really pretty colors and some different flowers while you're waiting for those peren perennials to root. It turned out really, really well. The bachelor buttons kind of took over, so it was just a sea of blue, which was okay. You know, it <laughs> yeah. actually turned out pretty no, that's good. That's wonderful. And Tiffany, do you have a theme for the Riverwalk every year as far as color? I don't. Um, I like to focus on what plants do well in certain mm -hmm. areas. Okay. I've got some areas that stay wetter. I've got some areas that stay drier, some that get full sun all day, and some that get some shade. And so I try to focus on the plants that will do well in those areas instead of trying to focus on a theme. Got it. Okay. How is designing a flower bed like painting a picture or another kind of work of art? It is very much like painting a picture um, in terms of color combinations. You're trying to come up with things that'll go well together, uh, where you might get a pop of color here or there with a sea of another color behind it. Mm -hmm. So it's very much like painting a work of art. The only difference is that plants are always changing. Some of them grow bigger than others. Some might bloom at different times than other ones. Um, so you kind of really need to think about the plant itself and how it's going to be in the future. When you're doing mm. a work of art, you see it right there right. immediately. And when you're planting and you're planning for something, and in Beth's case, mm -hmm. sometimes three years out, uh, you really need to 
figure that part out, what it's going to look like in the future instead of what it looks like right now. Even season-wise, um, you know, you have your spring, so things bloom in the spring, so you got to make sure you got good colors in the spring. And right. then later on in the summer and in the fall, you got to make sure that you actually have something blooming. It's right. a lot of planning. It really is. It's a lot of figuring. Um, you really got to know your plants mm-hmm. and know when they're going to bloom and what the colors are and how tall they are. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a huge one, too. Do sometimes the growing conditions cause the plants to grow taller than you expect? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Every year is a little different, and that's what makes our job exciting. (laughs) Oh, and that reminds me of tulips. Um, How many tulips do we plant as a park district? Um, Along the Riverwalk and the administration building, I ordered 5,200 for next spring. Now, is that about average? or That is actually down from okay. when I started in 2013. We did 10,000 every oh year. Um, but I have converted some of our annual beds to perennials. So we don't do as many tulips because those perennials are there and we don't have the room for the tulips anymore. So I have done daffodils in some of those okay. perennial beds so that we still get a lot of the bulb color. That's but nice. they don't get dug up every year. Uh, they come back and they continue to grow and fill in and actually get bigger clumps every year. Oh, well, that's a great solution. Yes. I mean, it's, and tell our listeners why we are transitioning more to perennials. Uh, perennials require a lot less care than annual flowers do with the amount of time um, and designing that goes into annuals mm-hmm. every year. Mm-hmm. When you get a perennial that does well in an area and a bread that does well together, it's a lot less maintenance. All you're doing is weeding and maybe cutting them back at the end of the, uh, the beginning or end of the season. Mm-hmm. So perennials are much less care, but they're you know, better for the environment and everything. Yes, for sure. And Beth, how about uh, Central Parks? You plant tulips as well? We actually just this year was our first time um, since I've been here. We've put in 10,000 this year. So we put 5,000 at Knock and 5,000 at Wildflower. Um, so you should be able to see them in the spring if you drive down Aurora. Um, you'll see them at Wildflower. It was a group effort. Uh, we did have volunteers help us with Great. both of them, which was a really big help. And with tulips, are there certain design principles that you follow as far as where to mix the different colors? I typically try to pick something different every year. I will go through the catalog that of the flowers that I use, and a lot of them have pre-blended colors okay. together which helps me out a lot because <laughs> they come that way in the bag and they're already pre-done for us. Where I plant tulips, the beds are a little different. And I've noticed that some years, some of the tulips come up a little later than others, depending on how sure. much sun they get or how much water um, that soil will hold. So I'm a little limited on what selections I can pick based on an early bloomer, a mid bloomer, or a late bloomer. Right. When we have the tulip sale and then we try to pull everything out so we can get our summer flowers in before Memorial Day. I need to pay attention to what can go in Mm -hmm. based on the the condition of the area. Got it. One of the things I wanted to quote my uh, college professor is that plants don't read books. (laughs) Um, So what she means by that is just because they say in the catalog that that begonia is going to be 10 to 16 yes. inches tall okay. doesn't mean it's going to stay within mm-hmm. 10 to 16 inches, depending on its conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some impatience this year that took over a month to feel like they started to grow. Oh. And it was a very impatient waiting <laughs> game <laughs> to make put yes. a pun in there. Um, I, I was expecting them to get more 
14 inches mm-hmm. about and they were staying six inches for a long time um, and finally they took off once the weather conditions okay. were correct and they did end up getting to that height and then I had another bed where I planted some begonias in front of a statue mm-hmm. that were supposed to stay in that 10 to 16 inch range and they ended up being two feet tall. Oh my goodness. <laughs> And so where do you get your ideas for designing these flower beds? I know you mentioned catalogs that have pictures and the colors. Exactly. Um, Picture catalogs or websites a lot of time will help with color combinations. Mm -hmm. I also like to check out local gardens. I go to the Morton Arboretum, Chicago Botanic Garden, um, Mm. Cantini Gardens. Oh, yeah. All of those are great resources for finding out what what combinations they're doing, and Mm -hmm. you can see what does well together and what you like, um, how something is growing. And um, I don't always copy what they have, but sometimes I look at something and go, oh, I wouldn't have thought of that. And then I can bring that Mm -hmm. idea back here and put it to use with what will work in my area. And I, I feel like I've just wherever I go, I'm always looking oh, uh, sure. take my yes. kids to a park. And, you know, I look at their flower beds um, driving down the road, you know, go down like through downtown St. Charles. I feel like I'm always checking out their flower beds and what they got going on. So it's almost like something you're just always aware of whenever you're mm-hmm. somewhere. You always mm-hmm. notice even people's houses go to someone's right. house and right. it's like, well, that's a really good combination. You, you keep it in mind. <laughs> Or take pictures. Yes, yes. I take a lot of uh-huh. plant pictures. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like well. we go on vacation and it's like tree, tree, flowers, flowers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> really all there is. Well, I know for me as a Naperville resident, I, I love looking at all the plants in our parks. And last year's Riverwalk planters really inspired me. It was early spring and we were having that period of cool weather and I wanted to plant pansies. And then I saw this really pretty flower in the pots. And I asked you, Tiffany, what they were. That was stock. Yes. And I also had some linaria planted around that as well. And those are both uh, ones that will do well in the early spring when you still could potentially get a frost, but it'll give you a great pop of color until you can get your summer plants in. And it was terrific. It, It did exactly that for us at our house. Do you have a chance to be creative with flowers at home as well as at work? Um, I do. I we have a house, and I got three small children, and they all enjoy gardening with me. Um, we'll usually go to the local store, and I'll let them each pick out their favorite flowers, and then we'll go home and plant them. Um, so it's kind of nice to do it together, and fun. they get to see it too. I, you know, I try to be hands off and let them plant where they want to. And as the summer goes on, they could kind of see things are taller and smaller, so it makes them think a little bit about sure. it. Sure. Yeah. I have a nice small backyard patio, um, and we do some vegetable gardening Mm -hmm. in a small area, but I also do a lot of containers, and I try to do plants that will welcome bees, hummingbirds, and butterflies, and I get to enjoy when I'm sitting out there on my patio after a long day of work, I get to see all of the visitors that come to my yard, and it's really exciting. Oh, that is exciting. That, that reminds me, we have done a lot of planting of pollinator plants at yes. the Park District, too. Yes, we have. A lot of those have beautiful flowers, and we try to have them blooming at all different seasons, mm-hmm. right? I try to keep that in mind with my annual flowers as well, with keeping things that will attract some mm-hmm. of our pollinators instead of just planting a sterile but pretty flower. But I try right. to make sure we plant something functional as well. And that's another way that we're sustainable and and conscious of the environment. So what are you looking forward to seeing bloom next spring and summer? Everything. (laughs) (laughs) 
after a long winter, everything looks great. It does. Yes. It does. Every new thing that comes up is mm. so exciting in the spring. Oh, it is. Well, thank you both so much for sharing some of um, behind the scenes that goes into what people see in our parks. Thank you for listening. The Naperville Park District's mission is to provide park and recreation experiences that promote healthy lives, healthy minds, and a healthy community. Park Talk Podcast is a production of the Naperville Park District.